Welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto and the GTA. My name is Jeanette and I'm joined today by co-host Steve. Lisa is also here, but she's a little bit under the weather, so she's observing from a distance. She says she sounds like a potato. I don't know what that sounds like, but that's her description. Uh, And I'm, uh, yeah, I already said I'm joined today by Steve and we're all vegan and volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. And we come to you every week from the offices of the TVA and heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. And if you don't know, the TVA's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. Today's episode, we're definitely going to be featuring the lifestyle edition of, of vegan and vegetarianism. We're going to be talking with Mark and Jen from the newly created Toronto Veg Fitness Group. This is a social group that's put on by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. If you want to learn more about our groups, you can go to veg.ca slash groups. And today we're going to be talking about uh, their vegan origin story and their fitness story and all about their group and their upcoming goal challenge contest. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jen and Mark. Thanks a lot, Jeanette. Happy to be here. Yeah. So let's get to know you a little bit. Can you tell us about your vegan origin story? Mark, do you want to go first? Yeah, Sure. So I, I went vegan about 10 months ago, and before then I was vegetarian for about 8 months. And I mean, I suppose I started looking into changing my diet for health reasons. I mean, I was, at the time I was very into weightlifting, and I still am, and I was, you know, indoctrinated with the regular knowledge that high levels of meat consumption are required to get enough protein to succeed as a strength training athlete. But the more I learned about it, the more that I realized that's just not the case. And so it was a pretty gradual transition because, you know, I still had a lot of reservations about giving up the animal products entirely. But, you know, I I began to realize that my athletic performance was not suffering at all. If anything, it was going in the other direction. It was continuing to improve. And so I finally made the, the, the change in May 2017 to become fully vegan. Good for you. We have a baby vegan here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my term for yeah. it. Maybe, yeah. Um, so, were you kind of pressured by like coaches and other instructors, or like how it, how did that kind of meat equals muscle thing got like how did that get into your brain? Hmm. Well, it, I mean, it's the seems to be the conventional wisdom still nowadays in the online fitness community. So that's primarily where I get my information from and where I did in the past. But I mean, there's now so much online support for vegan fitness even from a strength training perspective okay um so jen what's your vegan origin story i have been vegan for almost three years uh, prior to that i was vegetarian for i want to say almost a decade um at this point the first thing that went was pork and then you know beef and chicken followed shortly after and it took me a while to get rid of the dairy as i know it was common for a lot of people um and it was it was ethical was my initial reason for it, and then I noticed the uh, the benefits to my health as I transitioned and focused more on plant-based and 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 the like. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a runner, and I noticed a lot of improvements with my recovery time and uh, with hard workouts and just my overall health in general. So, um, yeah, so it's been about that long. Uh, yeah, when you say ethical, you're saying... I love animal animals. rights. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Big fan because, of animals. Uh, I always ask that question because uh, 
the environment is an ethic too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so that is a absolute know, example. Um, that's definitely a factor, but it was yeah, the animals first and foremost, yeah. and then and the environment took a second. Yeah, it's the prime reason that, that I mm -hmm. always ask people. Yeah. That's, uh, yep. And you said you gave up pork first. Was that because you yeah. were reading about the intelligence of pigs? Yes. Was it you made mm -hmm. that connection? That was it. Oh, yeah. And pigs are so close to you know the the dogs oh. and the animals that I've always had and, and love to pieces. <laughs> it was yeah. just like I can't yeah. I can't keep eating these. Yeah. So and just transitioned out, and so it was a, a slow process, and I completely uh, avoided any dairy a few years ago, and it's been pretty consistent at that point. And you said you're a runner? Mm -hmm. and runner, first and foremost. Yep. I also love cycling and uh, weights and cross-training and weightlifting, but running, what? I'd say, was my, my priority and my passion. Sorry. What distances do you run? Oh, um, a lot. <laughs> at oh. this point, I've done... Numerous half marathons. I think I'm into okay. upwards of 20 half marathons. I've done one marathon to completion, one I dropped out of because I wasn't feeling well, and I'm hoping to do another marathon in okay. 2018. Okay. But and you're I'm, not a sprinter. No, no, okay. no I do the, want the, to get better at 5K. Differentiate the yeah, yeah. No, no, mostly long distances. Yeah. Uh, and Mark, so you mentioned weightlifting. Uh, what, yes. what is that your primary focus? What else do you do? Yeah, it is. Well, weightlifting has always been my strongest passion since I first got into a regular exercise routine. And so I, I competed in powerlifting three years ago. And so I was doing powerlifting style training for approximately one year before then. Since then, I've, I've sort of transitioned away from lifting, you know, the very, very heavy weights for low repetitions and now I, I think I do a more balanced strength training program and I also experimented just uh, this past fall with a bit of distance running. I trained for my first 10k mm -hmm. as, as Jen has heard about for me. I found it quite difficult mm -hmm. and uh, you know I, I mean I'm continuing to try to keep cardiovascular training like running as a regular part of my exercise routine but I don't know if I'll be able to continue with further distances than that, then, although it was yeah. a lot of fun. Then 10K, you mean? Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. the 10K. Are you training uh, training for that right now, like trying to keep on the 10K path? I'm, yeah, right now my I, I try to run twice a week for approximately 5 to 7K, but now, I mean, I, I tend to do it more for what I see as the health benefits of cardio training. I'm not necessarily trying to improve my time or my speed, anymore, but I'm continuing to try to make progress with the weightlifting. Right. Um, so the two of you joined forces to create the, the Toronto Veg Fitness Group. Can you talk a little bit about the origin of it? Yeah, absolutely, yes. So I first approached Barbie with the idea about six months ago, and, you know, I was a very new vegan, and I felt that there was not much support, local support at least, in the Toronto area for, you know, veg oriented fitness enthusiasts and so that was primarily the the driving force behind my creation of this event and so Barbie after I approached Barbie with the idea she connected me to Jen who founded the No Meat Athlete the group Newman, yeah the admin of the No Meat Athlete Toronto group there's different running groups throughout the throughout North America I suppose at this point <laughs> and so through that group I actually that's how I found the TVA and became more involved with the Toronto Vegetarian Association and met Barbie so she knew of me through that and she asked me oh, yeah. to to help out with this oh I didn't know there was a no meat athlete had like different chapters yeah so. yeah he actually started um different running like running groups or, or you know social groups in different um cities 
in the U.S. and Canada, and so we have the one in Toronto. Well, so we should say that Barbie is the volunteer and donor coordinator here at the Toronto Vegetarian Association, if you don't know, and No Meat Athlete is a website, a podcast, there's a cookbook, I think mm-hmm. it's uh, Matt Fraser yeah. is the athlete behind that, yeah. Okay, fantastic. So then you just started in December of 2017? Yes, what can what have the events been like so far? What have been the turnout? What have you been what have you been doing? Yeah. Well, so our our meetups so far have focused around you know just socializing, getting to know members, and trying to find out what they would like to get out of this group. And so so far, our meetups have focused around you know just just socializing in a casual setting. But going forward, we're experimenting with different types of meetups. Later this month, we have our first athletic themed meetup, which is an outdoor walk or run. And we're also looking into, later this year, including different types of athletic meetups, such as possibly a yoga class or other aerobic-type class, and possibly even guest speakers or informational seminars. So what did people, when, when you first met with uh, this group of people, what were they looking for from a veg fitness group? I think it varies. We had, um, I think we have a pretty good balance of people that are interested in endurance sports, uh, such as running, um, and people that are looking to get more weightlifting experience, training, and, and you know, fueling both of those. So uh, I think we had a pretty good interest in both areas, um, and so we're looking to help them. I guess a lot of it might be some, uh, some of it might be accountability. So, you know, having the group be the support that they need to sort of reach their goals and they can ask questions within the group. Um, and just, yeah, just making sure we're there for support and, and putting out different challenges and connecting them with different uh, nutrition plans and stuff that we, we found through the communities. So people are looking for the, the veg support through yeah. it as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if they're, do you, is it a mixture of vegans and vegetarians? What yeah, are you finding? Yeah, I think yeah. we've had mostly vegans and vegetarians yeah. and yeah. some people that are in the process of transitioning between one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, they're, I think they're, a lot of their curiosity is just making sure they're getting the right right balance of nutrition towards that. And I think Mark can speak to this more. And it's, you know, breaking that stereotype of the, you need meat to be to be lifting weights and and so on yeah absolutely and we're, we're very you know open to to anyone who's interested in this we're not making the group exclusive to vegans or vegetarians it's anyone who just wants to get more information about athletics and fitness from a veg perspective yeah kind of breaking some myths mm-hmm. yes, around absolutely. it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, did you have a question, no, C? No, okay, no, not all right. This point. Okay, <laughs> wasn't sure. Um, so, uh, you have another event that's starting on March first, which is quite unique. So, it's a sixty-day challenge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, we're having this challenge run through the months of May, sorry, March to April, and we're asking participants to submit a personal goal that they would like to try to strive for throughout this period of time, and we're giving them the option of either posting the goal publicly in the group or informing Jen or I privately mm-hmm. via Facebook if they would prefer not to not to publicly post it. And, you know, we're encouraging members throughout the months to post in the group if they need support or have any questions or just want to discuss their, their progress towards their goal. And then at the end, we're asking for a final conclusion as to how 
how the previous two months went in terms of their goal and whether they were able to accomplish it or not, and if not, what might have held them back. And so we've we've gotten the support of the Toronto Vegetarian Association for this challenge, and so they have sponsored us with several prizes, which we'll be awarding at, at random to people who are able to see the challenge through to the end. Uh, so random, so it's just... Uh, so it's not like you have to complete the goal with flying colors to get the prize, or it's yes. more like you're just you're participating exactly, and then yes. you're well, entered into a draw. Ex- kind well, of thing? We're, we're looking yeah. for people to you know make make a thought set a thoughtful goal and and try to you know achieve it with some with some you know conscientiousness and like some accountability. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, not so absolutely. much it's not so much about achieving the end target as much as. It's about, you know, seeing through the process to the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what they learn along the way and what we learn along the way with our challenges and too, what works and what doesn't. And so it's more the prizes will be drawn for people who give us their final write-up about what they learned along the way. And, you know, you don't always meet the goals you set, but you learn from the goals you set and learn what will work the next time. And you learn about your own personality and what drives you and what will work for your schedule and, and all of those little things that can that can crop up. So I think that's the big takeaway here is that we just want people yeah. to be aware of it and participating in it. And as long as they've learned from it, uh, even if they haven't actually succeeded as far as the goal they set, I think that's still a, a really positive outcome. Okay, so very thoughtful, yeah. very supportive environment mm-hmm. rather than like a competitive. Like that's what we yeah. want to maintain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. That's what we're trying to achieve here. Yeah. It's more than thoughtful <laughs> and supportive because that's the best, I think, environment to to set goals and accomplish goals in your in your fitness endeavors. Have you had any goals yet um, that people have sent in or? I'm just, I'm just curious yet. what kinds of goals you We've think that might it. happen. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it at our first couple meetups as part of the social meetup, but I don't think anybody had a firm goal. I know one of our members did have a goal to, uh, they're overcoming some injuries, and so they're returning to running, and she wants to get back to a half marathon distance. And so she, her goal was to just continually increase her walk-run ratios and strength train and get to a specific distance. So I, I'm not sure what her goal for this specific challenge will be. It might be to, to maybe get back to a 10K as sort of the stepping stone for that. But So we have that one going so far, but I don't know if anybody else expressed any specific goals yet that they yeah, set I, out. I, I don't think we've, we've gotten into specifics about mm-hmm. that yet. It's something that we'll be continuing to do throughout the month of February and encouraging people and helping them to narrow down a specific goal they might want to set for this. Yeah, I'm super curious about what the goals would be because yeah. for me, sometimes it gets very like a narrow focus. I'm like, oh, if you're not training for like a race or something, like what what could the goal be? It's like, I guess in yoga, the goal could be like lead, like get, getting to a handstand or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. For me, it's like um, I want to do a chin up and like an unassisted yes, chin up. Absolutely. Like, I can do like one if I have like those like that machine that mm-hmm. like ties you, yeah. like yeah. pushes you up, and I'm like, it's so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> But that's like, that could be like a goal. Oh, for sure. That's absolutely been one of my goals in the past and that I hope to achieve one day <laughs> yeah. is to be able to do a complete unassisted pull-up. Mm-hmm. Or I guess doing push-ups, a yeah. certain number of push-ups uninterrupted yeah. without feeling I'd you're like, going to die. But I yeah. like the idea of define your individual goals and, mm-hmm. and go for that mm-hmm. rather than having one goal fits all and having everybody compete absolutely. for it. Absolutely. We want to keep it personalized. That, that's nice to hear, yeah. Everybody's going to have different uh, goals that they want to achieve. For some, for it sure. could just be... Uh, 
as simple as completing a couple workouts per week because maybe they yeah. have had they've fallen out of their routine and they want to get back into that routine and some of them it might be you know in 60 days they want to run a 20 minute 5k or something you know much more aggressive so I think it sure. depends on the person yeah. and you're open to helping people mm-hmm. uh, if they haven't figured out what their goal is sure yeah. and I think we're going to share some of our own too to sort of get things started at the same time, because we both have our, our own challenges that we're Absolutely. working towards right now. Yes. Um, so people can find the event through Facebook? Right. Yes. Yeah. Anywhere else, or just through the Facebook group? I believe yeah. we have it posted on the, the events calendar on the Toronto Vegetarian Association website Perfect. as well. Okay. Yeah, and we'll, we'll post the links to that in our show notes. If you're listening on the radio, you can go to veg.ca, and you can find our podcast there, and we'll have the, the links ready there for you. Uh, and then you said you have another event coming up on in Feb 21st? I believe is it, it is the 21st. Yes. yes, that's right. Wednesday, February 21st. And okay. that is going to be an outdoor walk or run. Mm-hmm. So Jen and I will be attending and we'll, you know, we're, we're very open to whatever level people are at. If, if someone doesn't feel up to necessarily running, then we're, we're, we're planning to split the group up into... Yeah. Yeah, we just want to encourage movement in general as far as this event goes. And so we'll be posting uh, this weekend further details on meetup location and and the route we're going to take. And so we're basically just going to schedule it for a period of time. And depending on different paces of the group, once everybody shows up, we'll organize into uh, smaller groups. And some of us will be out for a, uh, a walk-run combo. Some of us might be out for a speed walk or a power walk. And some of us will be out for a run. So we'll just divide up accordingly and and go and do an out and back along the waterfront. So this is just a question for me. Um, do you have tips for running and walking or being outside in, in winter? Because I struggle with that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can run in the treadmill in the gym, but mm-hmm. as we all know, that's notoriously not as fun as, <laughs> yeah. as outside. So do you, do you have some... some people call it? Yeah. <laughs> do you have some I mean, any it tips for that? I done, though, so yep. <laughs> whatever works. Definitely Absolutely. I uh, Well, you can probably speak to this, too, because some mm-hmm. of the, the tips will cross over, but um, layers... So many layers. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much a standpoint. And good shoes. I personally have not invested in any of the gator tracks. I tend to just tread lightly mm. if it might be icy out. Or, but a lot of the paths I take that, are, that are the waterfront trails, which are fairly heavily salted and plowed, so they're not yeah. too bad. Um, you know, in the beaches and like the Martin Goodman Trail and stuff, so uh, or the MGT. So those haven't really been a problem. Last year I was training for the Chile Half Marathon, so I was doing a lot of winter running, and it was it was awful at times. But it was, um, and I personally don't. I know a lot of people want to get all the good gear right out front, but I will personally just use what I have in my closet until I find the right piece that works for me as far as specific to running or winter running gears. So I invested last year for the first time, instead of wearing several layers of tights, I actually invested in in a lined uh, running tight. Um, And I always have uh, usually like the toe socks and then a thicker pair of socks over it underneath my running shoes because they are ventilated and very breezy and your toes get cold very fast. I have actually heard that some people will maybe like wrap their toes in saran wrap or bags because oh, that you know how the front yeah. of your shoes are vented so yeah. that will keep that wind from cutting through I luckily have not had weather cold enough during my scheduled runs to need to do that the two pairs of socks typically works for me and you know mittens and I invested last year in a sort of four four in one um, nylon wicking balaclava so I could go full coverage of my face or just use the half mask to keep up to my nose 
and it's thin enough that you don't feel uh, claustrophobic in it because that was one of my biggest things is I don't want to have my face completely wrapped and feel trapped in my clothing and I, I invested in um, actually through one of the running room runs I, I, I got a pretty decent uh, winter running jacket and it's just a really thick sort of nylon shell. Steve, you are a bike courier. Yeah. Do you have any winter tips? Yeah, well, one of them is don't wear cotton. And uh, possibly the people here are all aware of that, but uh, cotton soaks up your perspiration, stays wet, and you get cold later. Mm. Uh, you you want to wear something that wicks. And uh, uh, something like Comax, with la layers of Comax, I find better than cotton, for one thing. Uh, that's a proprietary brand, but basically it's a synthetic. It's a synthetic that wakes and and, and breathes. And uh, uh, polypropylene is another synthetic that does the same thing. It's a little less common these days than it used to be. Uh, and when you get a shell for the outside, it's best to buy them without lining in them, so you can layer underneath. If you get a, if you buy a jacket with lining built in, it's either on or off. And if you take it off on these days, you get too cold. Mm. You leave it on, you get too sweaty, and, and you wind up getting cold. So uh, uh, go back to the, the, the layering idea. That's what it's all about. Okay. And then for five winters in a row, I, I wore a type of sandal that had the uh, toes covered, and I found that the best for the winter. The, the advantage of sandals over a shoe is if you put extra socks on underneath a hard shoe, it constricts the blood flow and your feet get cold. Mm -hmm. If you do that in a sandal, the sandal starches the shape, and, and, and those, ex, those extra layers actually help keep you warm. It's counterintuitive, and that's why I mention it to people and describe all that, because you think sandals in the wintertime. But those five winters were the best for me in terms of keeping my feet warm, except that particular sandal that I was wearing has now been discontinued, and I'm not sure what I'm going to wear next. Okay, so it sounds like every year maybe go to Mech during sales and maybe stock mm -hmm. up on like one thing and just kind of build your wardrobe out from there. And That's what I find. It can get mm -hmm. expensive to do it all at once and you might not necessarily know what is the best uh, item for you. So some of it can be trial and error. I mean, you don't want to be out for a 15 to 20 kilometer run in a piece of uh, clothing that is just irritating to wear so it's finding what's comfortable for you so that's why I sort of do it in baby steps and then just put on whatever else I might have around the house that will suit it. Okay. Uh, Mark can we pick your brain a little bit for some tips so um, what are kind of your your top veg nutrition tips that you give to people if they're looking for strength training or weight training like what would you recommend for them? I mean Honestly, I I would say from a nutrition perspective, keep it simple and there's no need to overcomplicate things. I mean, whether whether it's veg nutrition or or non-veg nutrition, I mean the the best diet for athletic performance also in my opinion happens to be the best diet for overall health as well. And I mean, an example that I that I like to use as well is that there's the conception that uh, people doing strength training need higher amounts of protein in their diet and you know that I, I do think that's true but they also need higher amounts of other nutrients like fiber like vitamin A vitamin C everything and so as long as they you know increase the quantity of food that they eat as a whole 
then they'll get sufficient amounts of all of these nutrients and in the right proportions. So I don't, I don't see a need for any type of athlete to, you know, focus on any specific nutrient in, in the hopes of achieving their goals more effectively. I think that basic nutrition for health serves every need that there is for, from an athletic perspective. So variety of foods, whole, bla- whole based plant foods, and maybe up the amount of calories. Absolutely, you'd say? yes, yeah. yes, certainly. I mean, I, yeah, and that that's that's a key thing as well, especially for vegan fitness because you know, vegan foods are often by nature very calorie dilute. So it's important to ensure that athletes are consuming enough calories. So, you know, I like to focus on calorie dense sources of food like dried fruit and nuts because it can be difficult to eat a sufficient volume of food if focusing on you know excessive amounts of of vegetables and even even whole grains for example I find that I have to sometimes figure out creative ways to get more calories in. Do you have like a specific pre or post-workout routine in terms of nutrition? I I I do yes I mean typically pre-workout I do I do focus on dried fruits, specifically dates, and my favorite type are medjool dates. I don't know if you've ever tried them, but super high potassium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super high, and they have such an awesome caramel-like texture. Oh, they're delicious. they're very yeah. different than the, the other type of dates. I think halawi dates are mm-hmm. another type, and those are good as well. But I really like medjool dates, and so I typically have have those about an hour before my workouts, and then. What I do is I actually prepare uh, a huge smoothie in my, my Vitamix, which has been my, my best <laughs> best purchase, which I got two years ago, and it's something that I still use every day. And I prepare it actually before I go to the gym, and so I put all the ingredients in it, and it usually involves, you know, um, a seed, typically flax seeds or chia seeds, as well as uh, a leafy green vegetable and some frozen fruits. And I usually put it in my fridge before blending it so that when I get back, I can just take it out and blend it and and drink it as my post-workout meal. What is your stance on protein powders? Protein powders? I mean, I I think that they they could potentially be useful in certain situations, but I I absolutely don't think that they're necessary for any, any athletes looking to maximize their progress. And to be more specific about that. For example, I just came back from a a trip in southwestern USA, and so when I'm traveling, that's often a time when I will take protein powders with me, because I can sometimes find it difficult to come across the higher protein, whole food, vegan sources, such as, you know, especially legumes and beans, which I have normally on a daily basis when I'm cooking for myself. But when traveling and uh, I'm unable to get those types of foods, then I think it's good to supplement with protein powder just to ensure that I'm getting, I'm getting enough. But on a day-to-day basis, I don't see the need for it. Okay. Uh, that, that's consensus amongst uh, some other people as well. So yeah. I'd <laughs> like to get everyone's take. Um, unfortunately, we are wrapping up here, but thanks so much for coming on the show today and talking about the, the group and sharing some of your, your tips. Um, so if people want to join the group, how can they do so? Well, probably the easiest way is to find us on Facebook. So search in Facebook, Toronto Veg Fitness, and join the group, and we would be happy to... Mm-hmm. 
And you can find us through the, the Veg web, uh, TVA website as well, and you can email us if you don't use Facebook. Oh, and we'll set you up. So there is an alternative for people who don't, don't want to use Facebook. Absolutely, yes. That's right. I know not everybody is yeah. on Facebook. There yet. is, so, yes. That, that. So the, the, our email is on Thank our you. bio on the TVA website, and you can email us from there, and we'll keep you included in uh, a mailing update that will let you know of upcoming events and things that we have going on. People can sign up for the 60-day challenge starting March 1st, also through Facebook and through your email as well. Correct. Yes. Great. Okay, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. You've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out on our app, The Veg Guide, or online at veg.ca, and you can email feedback to tva at veg.ca. Until next time, Veg Out.